Everybody, welcome to an incredible episode of EM Over Easy that I am so excited for. It's actually just me today. Uh, Andy and Drew are not present, which is very strange for me because usually I'm just riding on their coattails everywhere. Uh, but, but today is a very, very important episode for me because I'm with my people. I'm with my tribe, my culture, uh, the Travel Doc tribe. We're in New Orleans at a retreat all together talking about all things travel. And so I want to sit down with a few of them and talk about us. Let's just start off, guys, with just go around, introduce yourself, and say, why are you a travel doc? I'm Brent Keener. Um, I've been doing this a little bit over a year. I think I do it just for the, uh, the flexibility. It allows me to do other things, travel, pick my schedule for the most part, and work with some pretty unique people. I'm Fred Romano. Uh, I've been doing this for uh, nigh on 12 years, I think, intermittently. I, I was with it out then back into it again. I'm not really sure why. I just seem to have an affinity for it. I enjoy I enjoy the uh, the travel of trying to again have have time off when I have time off, and uh, I've done some some administrative work, and uh, I think I find this is the easiest way that when I'm off, I'm off, and I don't have to worry about being called back in, and my time is my own. I sort of own it. Uh, I'm Betsy Lee. Uh, same sort of thing: flexibility, travel. <laughs> So a lot of the perks of being able to go places on points and stuff is nice. Absolutely. That's one of those things that we have probably become pretty quickly as uh, some travel princesses enjoying the, the points and the perks of that. But um, so this is obviously a very unique job. You know, we not only are we ER docs, you know, we, we can do anything, anytime, any place, but um, we're, we're a specialist in that sense that we literally can go anywhere anytime, any place, and function pretty well. What's your guys' favorite part about this? Like, what, like what's it like when you show up at a new site and, and what, what gets you going saying, this is awesome? Well, I've been doing it the longest, so I guess uh, I'll tell you what. Um, I like the fact that uh, I, I take pride in the fact that I can be dropped into anywhere, any system. I've used every documentation system that we that pretty much conceived by man and, um, and function, and I take like almost terrible pride in that fact. You know, it's a, <laughs> if I can't function, I'm constantly apologizing. I just started at one of the new sites and I'm going through my day and, and it was busy, but for me, it's not, it's never too busy. And I'm looking, I'm like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I just gotta get my process down. Once I get my process down, this will all happen. It'll all be fine. But um, I, uh, I, I really enjoy um, having people who I've never met before say, hey, it was nice having you here. When are you back? Are, are you going to be with us a lot? Or like the, I'm being switched from one area to another and they, I, they found out that I'm not going to be there after November and they're like, why? And I'm like, and you know, you giggle. You're like, because <laughs> I have to go someplace else that I'm needed. <laughs> that's pretty much it. I, 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 it's a rush. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally agree. Like I feel residency when we go through month to month and the different rotations it was awesome you show up you're kind of a superstar because you just jump into it and do it and it's kind of the same thing with this job which is really fun and i agree that that compliment of 
you're you're with us, right? Yeah, you're not, yeah. You're never are you, are you full time? You're never <laughs> leaving. I'm like, well, I'm here for now. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> and I, I like the culture of different places. You know, like um, the medicine itself is the same, but each place approaches it differently. Different resources, and everyone's a little different. So, the culture. You know, a lot of what we're designed to do is to provide relief. And, you know, the directors, I, I mean, I find, you know, when, when a director walks up to you, and I'm sure, Betsy, you've had it, and you'll, I'm sure, have it very soon, uh, it is like, man, thanks a lot. I appreciate that. Or, or if you bring something to their attention and, you know, um, I, I enjoy that part. I can be like, I don't even know, a swoop in, hang out, show them something they can maybe fix, and then I just, you know, take off and... Point out problems, then leave. Yeah, they, <laughs> like Batman just yeah. <laughs> kicks him butt. Shouldn't then be. Leave. All right. See <laughs> I, I agree, hundred percent. Like the feeling of getting that that respect of the the staff just looking at me, like, can you please stay here for forever? <sighs> like that's just so cool. Like it just makes you feel good inside. So obviously, with good things, there's there's bad things too. Like, what is the hardest stuff that you guys run into? I think it's like. Uh, feeling sometimes if I'm gone, you know, X number of shifts per month. And then if I take like a trip on top of that, I'll be at my place like five days. And so sometimes you feel like a stranger in your own house. I think I make like a conscious effort in that scenario to stay there longer the next month or something like that. So Yeah, that's, that's definitely a big thing for me, especially, you know, having a family at home, like this month is, is crazy. I'm only home nine days this right. month and, and it's, it's one of those things where we knew it was coming and we knew it was going to be bad. And then you're in the middle of it and you're like, Oh, yep, this is bad. But we also planned for it and it's going to allow us to do other things like next month, go on a week long trip to Canada right. and drive around and hang out in Banff. So there's, there's that give and take that I think uh, we, we learned to balance over time and, and figure that out. Mm -hmm. It's good. It's, it's your perspective is actually really good uh, Brent, because um, you're new to this and for me it's like it's become like a learned and I'm sure the older guys who are in the room here uh, at our, our conference would understand too that you you kind of get used to it after a while so you're used to that uh, that aspect of it um, uh, but I'll, I'll tell you what I mean I switch I, I almost think it's like a, a style of working so there are certain people who are geared a certain way and when I left for a few years to take a directorship my wife pretty much said, because I have not seen you any more now than I would ever if you traveled. <laughs> so when I considered going back, you know, um, I mean, you have to have a solid relationship at home and you have to really work on it. You know, you can't just show up and be like, hey, we're fine. You know, you have to do things to make sure that you, you stay fresh in your relationship. Uh, when I was home and doing the other stuff, I was never around anyway. She's like, if you want to go back to traveling, we're fine. Go, please. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've noticed that a few times, too, where I come home and my wife's like, gosh. Every time you come home, I just have to change and fix yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, what? I can't leave my my clothes on the floor like I can in my hotel room. Like, I, mean, I, I kind of snore a little bit. I, <laughs> uh, no, I agree. Like being away from home is definitely the hard part. But you're right. I'm starting to learn. Just things have to be very scheduled. You know, when I'm home, this is what we're doing with these people, and it works out. One of the things that I think would probably scare a lot of people away from doing this job specifically is the unknowns not knowing what a site's like when you get there showing up the first time to a shift having never seen the place never walked through it i mean you think about most of the people who 
our ER docs, they, they go to a site when they're orienting or even interviewing. They're walking around, they're seeing things, they're getting orientation, they're doing some orientation shifts. Sometimes we literally are just showing up on the door the morning of your shift saying, hey, I'm the doc, where do I go? I start in about 10 minutes. Like, that's, that's crazy sometimes. How do you guys handle that unknown part of it? I actually think that's the fun part, right? So I show up, I'm like, hey, where's my computer? And uh, <laughs> tell me where the patients are, let's go. Yeah. And I would actually disagree with that because I'm almost like the surrounding area may be different, but every single place is the same. Every single place is exactly the same. Computer systems are different, but it's all, I mean, it's all the same, exactly the same way. Where do I go? Show me where the patients are and, and I'll figure out the rest as we go. But, I mean, the biggest issue I have is knowing who's, who's alpha nurse, you know, who, who's the person that I need to, to oh, yeah. make sure that they think I'm awesome so that we can move on because that's going to affect everybody, every other relationship that you go through. So, um, it's, it's, I mean, for me, it's the same. I don't look at it the same, but it is kind of like, you do enjoy that. Like, yeah, yeah, I'll figure that out. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I'm good. But like, you know, your checks, your chart stack that first day is gigantic. Cause you don't chart. <laughs> I mean, the first day you get to a new place, you're like, I'll chart later because I really need to focus on looking good or kissing some butt or <laughs> buying pizza. You know, you hand them a credit card. Hey, go get some pizza for everybody. They're like, really? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah, I, I think like the first person I like always look for is, okay, where's the unit clerk and where's the charge nurse? <laughs> yes. uh, who are you? I'd love to meet you right now because so, you're going to be my crutch yeah, for the you're next. You're the most important <laughs> person in the room. Please, please make sure I don't admit any private patients to the wrong <laughs> I think it's like uh, that's like they were saying, sort of like the exciting part. But when you go into each place, I think it, the, the part I enjoy is you sort of make it your own, right? Like you put your approach to how you want to run an ED because the buck sort of stops with you. So it's, it's how you want to, yeah, each place is slightly different. The medicine's essentially the same, but it's how do you, how's your approach to uh, running like an ED? And yeah, I, I think one of the phrases that I typically use when I'm starting a new shift at a new place is I literally just, I, as I'm introducing myself to people as, as the shift goes on, I'm like, if you see me walk around like my head's cut off, it's because I have no idea where I'm at. Um, just point me back in the right direction. Um, where's the bathroom? Yeah, exactly. Which one is ours? I don't want to share with patients. Yeah. Where's the patient bathroom so I can avoid that? Yeah. What's the most distant bathroom where I can have some privacy? Like, I just don't need to be around anybody else. Obviously, this would not be a podcast about travel docs if we didn't talk about travel. You guys got any hot travel tips or your favorite travel thing that you've you've picked up over the time of doing this? Develop a handicap so you can get on the flights <laughs> faster. Nice. Like disability, you could be good at faking it. My support peacock. Yeah. It's, oh my god, it's a great idea. <laughs> Have you seen that photo of the support peacock? No. Is there really a support peacock? Someone tried. That's a great they idea. They tried, and I, I think they were unsuccessful. Just to see if they could get on the plane <laughs> yeah. would be just wonderful. Like, this is my support peacock. There's like, little, Sorry. It's like a photo of literally. Yeah, like, yeah, he's just going to fan out for a while. <laughs> like, that's awesome. <laughs> Uh, don't sit next to large, like larger people, like dudes. I, I always remember I, I flew back. We were had a place in uh, Indiana. I used to have to get on these flights, these little you know puddle jumpers to like a larger airport, and I had some guy with dip in his mouth, and he smelled like he just drank a bunch of beers, and he was, smelled like a cigarette too, and he had on like a cut off tee, like a cut, like like sleeve cut off, so his arms exposed. When he sat back, his his 
underarm was on my shoulder. <laughs> and, and like, I mean, so it's an hour flight and as, and he leaned over to get something and I was just like, Oh God, I can smell him still, you know? And I got off that flight and my right shoulder smelled like body odor for the rest of the trip. I mean, ugh, I it stayed that. with you for a while. <laughs> it huh? did. It did. Yeah. That's uh, that's the reason I've changed airports that I fly into because those tiny planes, I'm not doing it anymore. I can't. <laughs> how do you, how do you manage that? Just flying to Cleveland. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> fly somewhere so further fly away somewhere, and drive. Five, seven, little I think it's just, Live close to an airport. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I'm in Chicago now, so the commute's an hour both ways just to O'Hare, and it's brutal. But I was in D.C. before, and it was 10 minutes door-to-door, so that was a huge benefit. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's definitely nice when you have a an airport that is small right. enough that it's efficient, but not too small, that there's no, like, good food or drinks there. Not that I'm there very often anyways to look long enough for some of that fun stuff. But for me, I... I'm also in the probably the minority on this, but since I always have to connect since I'm flying across the country, uh, I check a bag. That's scary. And I know everyone here is like, what? And it's like, I always check a bag because I hate having to carry them through the airports and then find overhead space. Right. Like I've got it down to a science now where I've lost, only lost my bag twice in two and a half years. But the time though, like showing up early to check the bag, how early do you show up anyways? I say this is a, this is a, a, there's two kinds of people. The people who are like so worried they're going to like miss their flight that they're always there. Ugh, and there's the other people no who are way. just like right there at the end. Wait, how many people here in this room like <laughs> plan like an hour ahead of time to get to the airport? Seriously. No. Oh. You guys are For weird. For the record on the podcast, like, that's a 50, like I got like an 80 mile an hour drive and I'm just trying to use through traffic and I used to go through Philly, yeah. so I had this whole process where I'd go through E because I knew E I could get through. And, and Mercy used to be like, "How do you you get to the airport literally forty five minutes before your flight, and you're on every time?" So yeah. I've only lost a bag once, and that was because of a horrible like ice storm when I was going to Connecticut, and my flight got canceled, so I had to hop on a train and take the train up to Connecticut, and got there two hours past my shift start, but then had to walk because. There were no cabs going to the. To, I walked three miles at like eleven o'clock at night uh, in like in the middle of, of February to my site, and then basically started. And my bag came into Providence the next day, and I had to get in a in a, in a, uh, a car and drive it up to Providence to get my bag. That was the only time I ever lost a bag, and it really wasn't a loss. The only time I ever lost it was when I checked gate checked it one time, and they didn't transfer it at the next. <laughs> like oh, yeah, like. Jerks. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair to the early airport arrivers, because I do it half and half, lounges are your friend. Oh, they yeah. are. They are, so, yeah. <laughs> Got to have the lounge access. I hang out in the lounge, and it's a very comfortable experience. But, you know, the funny part is, like, even with travel, like, uh, um, I just learned a ton last night that I did not know after 12 years. And, like, I am now, like, gonna, um, I don't want to, you know, do any kind of uh, uh, talking about any awards program but i'm i'm switching i'm going i'm in i'm down i saw some stuff yesterday that just made me go what am i doing i gotta switch over to this other new program so uh it's funny how you just don't know stuff until you figure out you don't know it i'm like wow i didn't know you can do all this and he's like oh yeah man you're not doing this yet i'm like no <laughs> and he's like how long have you been doing this I'm like a long time we could probably run a whole like blog easily on yeah. travel advice just in this room with the knowledge that we have it's pretty crazy well, thank you guys so much for joining and kind of sharing what our 
community of travel docs does. I, I think this is such a cool thing that we do. It's so unique. Uh, and, and I hope that the listeners out there really enjoy it as well. Uh, for uh, anyone else out there, if you have any more interest in travel doc, please feel, feel free to reach out uh, because I love talking about travel. Thank you so much for joining us. Please check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, the blog site, as Drew says, and uh, we'll catch you guys later. Griffins, Mateo Romano, number one. <laughs>